The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, welcome back to Brutal Nation for our Wednesday episode of Who Did It Wednesday, Who Done It Wednesday. Why don't you speak into your mic so everybody can fucking hear you? <laughs> you know what? I God forgot damn, I moved it. Fucking mic is across the fucking room, and here you are, no, like, I forgot that I had pushed it aside, so fuck off, Scott. I'm trying Jesus to, I'm Christ. trying to text our tech guy, you know, and... There's <sighs> always something. I'm your host, hey, the mic. I'm still working, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm your host, Scott Alexander, right across from me is the one, the only, the... I can't find where my fucking mic is. Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. You know what? Sometimes a person just needs a little fucking help. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You don't just need help. You need a fucking helmet. Get this special. Dude, why do you tell people that? <laughs> no, I will admit this. I mean, openly, honestly, I will admit this. I am the most accident-prone person I know. So I not only need a helmet, I need full-on football passing shit when I go anywhere because I'm bound to determine to hurt myself. You and Dawn are almost exactly alike in that because like her and uh, I think it's her daughter, her daughter Miri, and then a guy that Dawn works with, they have a whole chat group going on who is getting uh, hurt. Oh, yeah. Because they're always like Dawn trips over shit and there's cuts. And I there's... will trip over your flat floor here. Mm-hmm. Nothing going on. I will trip. I will fall up the stairs, I will fall down the stairs. Dawn has fell, fallen while she's sitting. So Dude, I, mean, I fell out of bed the other day Jesus that couple weeks ago, remember? Christ, man. And don't even know how it happened. Yeah, and the, I mean, and the sad part is, is when I fell out of bed, I landed at a cockeyed position where my leg was under me kind of funkily, and right. my son thought I had broke my leg. But I wasn't, and when I fell, it's like, I didn't know where I was. Right. So it was like, it was kind of bizarre. But yeah, I have done all that shit. I cut myself every time I use a sharp knife. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not allowed to hit sharp objects anymore. Christ, right, <laughs> dealing with a retarded child. Hey, no. You're an all-star. Anyway, I'm going to do something a little bit, uh, kind of the same thing I've done a lot, because I like doing little snippets of several crimes, mm-hmm. um, because I just find them interesting. And and when, if people really want to know, they can like you know dive in. Uh did you want to give our ad at the beginning, oh, or do yeah. you want to do it in the middle? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Hey, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, give us a... Uh, and you just don't know how to go about doing it, or do you need help? Drop us a line at admin at... Uh, TwistedBlueLLC.com. That's it. Yeah, and eventually when our new webpage, it, when our webpage is re- revamped, we will have a tab on there that you can go fill out a form with criteria and everything. Yeah, it just makes so, it a hell of a yeah. lot easier. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a bunch of, uh, a few unsolved mm-hmm. because there's a lot of unsolved out there and some of them, I'm looking at like the, what the, who the like suspect list is especially the first one I'm going to present. I shake my head and go, I don't even know why. Are you doing the... more than one? Huh? Are you doing more than one today? One, one what? Are you doing more than one case? Yeah. Oh, you told me only one case. No, no, no. I'm when you do... text me, there was only one case listed for the Wednesday. I know it's where you think of it, but no. We're not doing that one. We're doing something different. Don't do this to me. Now I need to fucking I need to go on another fucking page. I can't remember what the hell it takes. I need to know which ones you're doing. Just rock and roll with it. God damn. I can't do that. 
Christ's sakes. All right, so my first one that I'm going to present, because these are unsolved, is the Notorious Alphabet Murders. Dude! You didn't tell me you were doing. I was going to do this one, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Well, you can. I'll get. I'm oh, just giving snippets. On them. Okay, yeah, good. And because you no, know, I really wanted to do this one because it was bizarre to me. So the reason why this one here is particularly as an unsolved caught my attention was the suspect list. The suspects uh, that they had was Kevin uh, uh, Kenneth Bianchi oh, and yeah. Angelo uh, Buno Buono Buono. Guano, whatever the fuck his name is. Guano. Weren't they the Hillside Stranglers? They're the Hillside Stranglers. But the alphabet murders happened in Rochester, New York, between 71 and 73. Mm -hmm. And Bianchi and his cousin, Angelo uh, Bueno, Buono, whatever it is, they're they're Los Angeles. Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. But the other suspect that they had was a guy by the name of Joseph Nasso, N-A-S-O. Okay. Okay, so based on the the, the evidence, uh, it it appears that one is no longer, this one kind of no longer remains unsolved. Like I said, I'm just touching on it. No, I just saw a headline because I'm looking for photos. Gotcha. So Joseph Nasso seems to be the most likely person who committed the murders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Despite the fact that no concrete evidence has tied Nasso to the crimes and he's not been charged with these murders, so technically it remains unsolved, but he still seems to be the most likely suspect. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, frightening unsolved murders. I'm just reading over some shit here. <laughs> anyway, these uh, this killer seems to have targeted only people with Double initials, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that their first name and their last name start with the same letter. Yeah, like A-A-C-C, yeah. Correct, okay? And it's it's kind of disturbing to, to even get a mental image that the these, these people were only killed because of their fucking name. Yeah, like no rhyme or reason, just their name. Right, one of the few of, of the victims is uh, one by the name of, uh, like, uh, Cameron... Colon. Yeah. C-O-L. And a little accent. Cologne. Cologne. I like my colon. I know you do, but it's Cologne. So at around 420 at night on November 16th of 71, a 10-year-old Puerto Rican child by the name of Cameron Cologne uh, vanished. Okay. Okay. And he was returning home uh, after running some errands for his parents, I'm assuming, in Rochester. New York. Right. So according to some eyewitnesses, uh, the kid had entered a a drugstore with his grandmother and uh, he had instructed. Oh, with her. I guess it's a her. Okay, I thought it was a him. Motherfucker. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You'll be all right, big guy. I'm gender neutral. You're something. (laughs) And fabulous. I know there's sometimes when I have to translate a website. To get information, you know, <laughs> and it's like it'll be a man. It'll say she did. I'm like, what? So, anywho's, um, her grandma had told her to go and and visit this uh, this drugstore, mm-hmm. okay, which was on West Main Street. <clears throat> uh, anyway, she left the store after uh, re- uh, getting notified that the prescription uh, wasn't ready. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Process okay. Uh, anyway, she's telling the, the 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 pharmacy owner 
the drugstore mm-hmm. owner. Okay, that's fine. I got to go. Um, she was then seen entering a, uh, a, parking, uh, a parked car close to the pharmacy. And uh, she was reported missing to the Rochester police right around 7.50, so in a short amount of time. Okay. About 15 minutes after, I wish I knew how to pronounce that name. Cologne? Well, anyway. Cologne. Whatever. Uh, when it, about 15 minutes after she had left the pharmacy, um, a lot of motorists were driving along uh, Interstate 490, and uh-huh. they, they saw the kid. Um, she was naked from the waist down, running, f- running from um, a, re- a car that was backing up. And uh, the, the, they thought, the, the witnesses, thought mm-hmm. that the vehicle was a dark-colored Ford Pinto with a hatchback on it. Now we have one of them. That's a stylish car. Dude, Pintos were fucking bomb diggity until you found out they fucking blew up when you got rear-ended. Yeah, they were shit. Man. I know. Anyway, she's frantically waving her arms, right, and shouting, trying to flag down some passing cars because, you know, she's in distress. Okay, so she's running away from the Pinto, and it's backing up. And it's backing up. It's like, not today, bitch. I'm getting you. Anyway, at least one of these witnesses uh, saw uh, saw her being submissively led back to the car by her abductor. Like, she had just given up. She's like, fuck it. You caught me. You're a big dude. Yeah, why fight it now? Right. I might not die, but... You know, well, unfortunately, uh, two like two days later, uh, two teenage boys found her body partially nude, wow, uh, in a gully not far from Interstate 490, from I 490, okay, um, and close to the vi- village of Churchville, and that's about 12 miles from where uh, she had last been seen alive. Okay. Her coat was discovered in a culvert about 300 feet from her body, and her pants were the only were only discovered on November 30th, um, close to the service road where uh, n- numerous uh, people driving by had seen her trying to escape from her abductor. abductor. Right. The autopsy revealed that, in addition to having, she was raped. Uh, she had also suffered a fracture to her skull and to her vertebrae before she had been manually strangled to death. Wow. Her body had been extensively scratched by fingernails. Um, and oh both God. the murder of, of Cologne, with Cologne uh, and the fact that no individual had observed the child attempting to get away from her abductor along. Yeah. No individual had seen the child attempting to flee. Okay, whatever. Uh, trying to flee after she'd been caught. Uh, nobody uh, would really offer her assistance, uh, you know. That's so sad. But it did spark, of course, public outrage. Right. And uh, two New York newspapers, the Times Union and the Democrat and Chronicle, uh, initially offered a combined reward of Twenty five hundred bucks for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the murderer, and all and all the information uh, each publication received was relayed to the, the cops. So every time they got information, they're calling the cops. Okay. A lot of a lot of local businesses and residents added private donations to the reward uh, that can be offered. 
Okay. Leading to a sum of a right exceeding like six grand. Wow, dude. So the police interrogated a lot of suspects in the months following your murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, all were cleared of their involvement. They cleared all, all of them. Of course, this is an unsolved, right? You wouldn't yeah. think like, ta-da, they found this guy. And the winner is, <laughs> come on down. Come on down. You're the next contestant on Death Row. <laughs> Hangman's deuce. <coughs> That cliffhanger game. No shit. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I had to open up my energy drink there. Hold on, what's that? Is that a time based? Anyway. Yeah, I'm just reading over some shit. God damn. Anyway, in early 72, um, five huge billboards, each measuring about 30 feet by 12, were put up along the roadside. Uh, Along the major Rochester expressways, right? Okay, and each with the an old style, right? <laughs> each with an eight foot high picture of her, uh, along the with the headline, "Do you know who killed Cameron Cologne?" Wow! So uh, they're really putting out every effort to find her killer, right? I mean, they they went all out. Yeah, uh, like we see the cam the um, what's his name, the kid who got. Um, kidnapped here in Oregon. Right. You know. And the, the best part is the, the, the use of this was actually donated <clears throat> uh, by the company. Yeah, by the company who owned them. I'm looking for that company name, which I have up here somewhere. Advertising. Uh, outdoor advertising company. Okay, whatever. By, yeah. by the Rochester. Okay. Um, each offered the six grand reward in, uh, for information leading to the arrest and conviction of a murderer <coughs> or murderers. In addition to displaying the telephone hotline numbers and postal address. Um, uh, where they could write to. Right, where they can write okay. in. Um, like each, an anonymous letter. Right. Okay. Uh, so all that was established uh, in the previous November to really get the, the public behind them to submit anonymous information. Although the tactic generated several leads, all failed. And oh, they, yeah. they, they didn't bear any fruit. So how long did they leave the billboard up? <coughs> Does it, say? it doesn't say. Oh. Because so, I'd be curious. So I'm just going to touch on one more and then we'll move on to the next one. Okay. The, well, the next unsolved. Okay. All right. Wanda Wachowski. Okay. One minute. Waka, well, I'm sorry. Wachowitz. Wachowitz. Waka That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Fucking Muppets, man. We're horrible. So it's like 17 months later, right? And at about 5 o'clock at, at night on April 2nd of 73, 11-year-old Wanda Wachowski. Wow, Waka Waka, only 11. Yeah, only 11 years old. She vanished from the east side of Rochester while she was coming home from running errands. Wow. According to the owner of a deli, Wachowitz had uh, been told to visit. Okay, I had been instructed to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kid had purchased some groceries uh, that she had been instructed to, to buy at approximately eh, 5.15-ish, right? Okay. Before she began walking uh, alone down Clunky Street, Wachowitz was reported missing by her mother, Joyce, at about 8 o'clock. So that was quick. Quick, yeah. Like, hey, my kid didn't come home. and These are good kids. Yeah, this right? is how long she usually takes. And 
And that's probably before the whole 24-hour waiting period. Although kids, they... With kids, it's immediate. Yeah, it's immediate. So, so once again, and Rochester Police, I always give it up to you guys because you, you guys always seem to be on it and have been for decades. Oh, yeah. I have a case next week about with Rochester Police. Yeah, and I, honestly, yeah. I think you got to be a real idiot to commit a crime in Rochester, New York. Because yeah. those cops, to this day, they're fucking on it. Mm-hmm. So the police, of course, immediately launched the search for, for Walkowitz. Yeah. Almost 50 detectives searched every square mile of terrain around her home. Wow. The deli in the area around the Genesee River, because we've heard about that I was going to say, Arthur Shawcross. Yep, that's Shawcross's yep. area. Uh, every place that she was known to play. Okay. Okay. And they, they searched and they couldn't find her. Okay. And even though several uh, residents recalled seeing Walkowitz struggling to carry a bag of groceries, mm-hmm. walking just north of Avenue B, three of her classmates specifically observed Walkowitz bracing the bag against a fence so that she could improve her grip, you know, get a better grip on that bag. Okay. Because it was just a brown bag, bag um, as yeah, a brown vehicle drove past her. So they saw okay. this brown car pass her, right? Right. So, her body was found fully clothed, and she was found by the cops at about 10.15 a.m. the next day. Wow. Discarded, uh, thrown away at the base of the hillside along the access road of uh, SR-104 in Webster, approximately about seven miles from Rochester. Okay. Uh, the position of her body indicated that she had likely been thrown from a moving vehicle with her body rolling down the embankment. Wow. So much like Cameron. Right. Uh, or Carmen, rather. Uh, when she was autopsied, they found that she had indeed been sexually assaulted, then strangled from behind with a ligature. Uh, most likely, they're thinking like it was a belt. Okay. And they found a lot of defensive wounds, uh, which indicated that Walkowitz actually fought with her killer. Wow. She's like, I don't want to die, you piece of shit. Yeah. So, on top of that, her body had been redressed after she had died. Okay, uh, so they stripped her naked, then re-killed her, then put her clothes back on. Correct. And they gotcha. found traces of semen in the pubic hair uh, on her body. Wow. Um, several strands of white cat fur was also found on her clothes. And Walkowitz's family didn't own any pet. With that color of hair, of fur. Interesting. So you know this had to come from the killer or something that's relatively close. Yeah, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. So, just like in with the case with Carmen, the 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 detectives, the investigators, they established a hotline and. uh, Where am I on this motherfucker? I don't know where the fuck. That's rhetorical. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, You're right here, Scott. I promise. Anyway, they developed the plot line. They, they gave out flyers, which showed the phone number of the Rochester Police Department and who they can call the hotline um, and all that stuff. And they, the, a reward of about ten grand for information leading to the arrest uh, of Wachowitz's killer was established. Okay. The police inquiries produced a lot of eyewitness who, well, eyewitnesses that told the investigators that Wachowitz had walked home from the deli on the evening of April 2nd, 
They've already established that, though, right? Right. Um. Anyway, he just basically concerned what his class, what her classmates had said. Star standing against the fence, getting a better grip. Brown car passes by. Uh, and But he said she was talking with the driver. The eyewitness was, wasn't able to really get a good, clear view of who was driving the vehicle. Yeah. But the location of the sighting of uh, was just about two-tenths of a mile mm-hmm. from where her home was, where she lived. And another guy, another person, uh, who conducted investigate... Invest, what the fuck? Nobody knows. Oh, contacted. <laughs> Hooked on phonics, I swear to God. So another guy can, uh, gets a hold of the investigators. <coughs> uh after they uh, had put up uh, the anonymous hotline and told the investigators that she was observed that, that that she was seen that she had seen a guy forcing a red-haired girl matching what Wakowitz looked like okay into a light-colored Dodge Dart between 5:30 p.m. and 6 p.m. Dodge Dart yeah so that's vastly different. Very much so. They <laughs> don't even look alike. No. And that was the night that she had disappeared. That's when this other right. was telling, right? Got that. <clears throat> so anyway, the Rochester police at the time, uh, they disregarded any suggestion that uh, that Colin and Walkowitz's murders were connected. Okay. Even uh, the sheriff... The sheriff's sergeant who had been assigned to the uh, to investigate Collins' murder, uh, and at this stage, it was still an open case and inactive, mm-hmm. um, was uh, reassigned to the task force uh, to investigate Wachowicz's murder. Okay. okay. On September 73, local TV, uh, local TV ne- uh, network... Mm-hmm. Announced plans to broadcast and televise uh, reconstruction of, of how Wachowicz was abducted and the and how they had discovered her body. Okay. okay. This thirty-minute episode was broadcast on October twenty-first, accompanied by a pro, uh, public appeal for witnesses to get a hold of the cops uh, and you know if they had any information. Okay. So. Even though this program resulted in the Rochester Police Department receiving over 200 calls from the public, it didn't give them any useful leads. Wow. Yeah. So that's two out of the three that they have. Okay. okay. And there's a bunch of information that you guys can can check out. So here's a list of the suspects that they did have, though, for this case. The first one was Miguel Colon. Uh, in the case of Carmen Collin, her uncle, Miguel, <clears throat> was considered by investigators to be a strong suspect in her murder. Miguel was the brother of Colin's father. I want to call him Jalapeno. Goddamn. Hmm? Justin. Justiniano? J-U-S-T-I-N-I-A-N-O? Justiniano? Whatever. That's just too complicated. Scott, everything's too complicated for you. Anyway, her father, uh, after 
her parents had separated. He had uh, formed a relationship with her mother, the the uncle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I hooked up with the mom. Okay. And that was her. That was the girl's dad's brother. Correct. Gotcha. Um. Anyway. Uh, anyway, that was he was known as Uncle Miguel. Typical, yeah. Typically, on occasion, Colin walked to the pharmacy to collect family prescriptions. Mm-hmm. She had been accompanied by her grandma, uh, her grandma, her grandfather Felix. Um, oh, okay. So the day she, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. Brains just cooked. Anyway, the day that she disappeared, she had actually begged her, her grandparents to let her walk to the pharmacy by herself. Oh, shit. Uh-huh, big girl now? Yeah. So it was the first time she'd ever walked by herself there. Correct. So the next suspect that they had, and keep in mind, all these people were cleared, was a guy by the name of Dennis Termini. And uh, anyway, he was a really strong suspect in the alphabet murders in general, okay? And he was a 25-year-old Rochester firefighter. Termini, okay. Yeah. Termini was a prolific serial offender known as the garage rapist. Mm. He was known to commit a minimum of 14 rapes of teenage girls and young women between 1971 and 73. And that's why he was a suspect because, you know, the ones, all three of them, I believe, were raped. Okay. Uh, I didn't talk about the last one because, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm kind of in a crunch for time. Yeah, we're running behind today. Yeah. Due to te- technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. Anywho, he owned a brown, a, a beige vehicle that was pretty similar, pretty close to the description of the vehicle that uh, the eyewitnesses had seen uh, Carmen getting abducted in. Anyway, uh, and he lived in an area that was close to the third victim, and her name was Michelle Meniza, M-A-E-N-Z-A. Spell it again. M-A-E-N-Z-A. Meniza? Meniza? Whatever. Meniza? Anyway, and that's uh, the same area that she'd not been seen alive, right? Mm-hmm. So about five weeks after the death of the final victim of the alphabet murders... Mm-hmm. On January 1st of 74, this dude uh, is known to have attempted to abduct a teenage girl at gunpoint. Oh, shit. Yeah, brutal, right? So even though he got, fled the scene and the teenager refused to, uh, he, she, she wouldn't quit screaming. Mm-hmm. That's why he fled. He's like, fuck this. This mm-hmm. is a screaming <laughs> bitch, right? Audio's bitch, and also, you yeah. know what the fuck to do. So a little bit thereafter... Um, he abducted another potential victim. Wow. So, on You're that, like, I know, because I'm just trying to read and get through this shit. And, no, I get it. God, my brain's just, anyway. Anyway, he's being pursued by the police at about this point, right? <clears throat> Culminating in terminating uh, to him committing suicide by shooting himself in the head while being chased by the cops. Oh, wow. So, there's, like, nothing to... Like, charge him with now, because he's dead. Right. Well, 
when the forensics team checked out his car, right. they found traces of white cat fur on the upholstery. Oh. Yeah. In January of 2007, his body was exhumed, and they obtained, they, they, they got a DNA sample from him for comparison with semen uh, samples that were recovered on Wachowski's body. Uh-huh. Wachowski's. Wachowitz. Jesus Waka, Christ. Wachowitz's body. The results of the test confirmed that, to, that this guy wasn't responsible for her murder. DNA didn't match. Okay. And no physical evidence retrieved from the body of Colon or the third visit, Mazna, uh, there, there was none that existed to even compare with Termini's DNA. Okay. The next, the next one is the one that I've already talked about, which is Kevin Bianchi. I will glance over this one because it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, because he was on the other fucking coast. Right. Now, what they do say is that it says uh, Bianchi, first murders, uh, he worked as an ice cream vendor in Rochester. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, he's he's known to work his cl- uh, in locations to close locations to the first two murder scenes. Okay. And Bianchi had relocated to Rochester, uh, from Ro- Rochester to L.A. in January of 76. Okay. And between 77 and 78... He, him and his cousin, Angelo Buono Jr. Uh, Buono? Yeah, Buono, Guano, whatever the fuck his name was or is. Uh, they committed the Hillside Strangler murders, okay, of 10 girls and young women. Okay. So while there's a possibility of that, you got to really think about Bianchi and his cousin. I don't think that Bianchi would have acted alone. Right. To murder. Right. Because you normally don't see a single serial killer take on a partner and vice versa. Right, but didn't one of the cousins commit murder on their own? Didn't Bianchi do that? Or am I mistaken? I can't honestly fucking remember. Okay, I could be mistaken. Don't get me, I mean, don't quote me. But of course he was never um, charged with the alphabet killings. Right. Okay, and he he totally denied any culpability in the homicides. Okay. So he said, no, that, that wasn't me at all. Right. And I, I, I tend to believe that part of it, only because they had him on 10. What more can they do to him? Right. Do, 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 do. And the last one, one that I already mentioned, was a Joseph Nasso. And in uh, April of 2011, uh, he was a 77-year-old. And he was arrested in Reno, Nevada for the murder of four women in California committed in 1977 and 1994. All of them are believed to have been prostitutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, all of, uh, and all of them had surnames that began with the same letter as their first name. So that kind of matches, right? Right. NASA was also a New York native, and he lived in Rochester, New York, in the early 70s, and is known to have regularly traveled between New York and California. Okay. Um, Initially described by authorities as a person of interest in the alphabet murders, DNA testing confirms NASA's DNA did not match the semen samples that were recovered from Wanda Wachowicz. Okay. They don't match. They don't. Do not match. Gotcha. 
NASA was brought to trial on uh, June 18th of 2013, mm-hmm. charged with the murder of the four women, in, uh, the four California uh, alphabet murder victims. Okay. Um, he was... Oh, that's unanimous. <laughs> he was unanimously con- uh, convicted on each of the murders on August 20th. Uh, yeah, on August 20th and, uh, and on November 22nd of 13, NASA was formally sentenced to death. But like wow. I said, even though they want to point at Joseph NASA, the DNA doesn't match. Right. On at least one of the victims. And right. that that tells me that's still unsolved. That tells me this guy probably didn't fucking do it. Right. At least he didn't do that one. But why would they all be similar? They're so similar. Yeah. I don't think that he did any of them. Yeah. I think that he did the alphabet killings, obviously, in California. Yeah. Well, of course. (laughs) That one's an open and shutter. Right. My next one. All right. Let's go on to the Oakland child killer. And this one also caught my attention because one of the suspects is actually a famous serial killer. It took place in Michigan in Oakland County between 1976 and 77. And they think that there's four victims, but they think that there might be more as well. And there's no known survivors. The suspect pool they had was Chris Bush, Ted Lamborghini, 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 fuck it, and John Wayne Gacy. Ooh, seriously? Okay, so it's Oklahoma child killers? Uh, Oakland. Oakland child killers. Uh I think I just saw that one on my list earlier. So anyway, there was only four victims in the Oakland uh, child killer. Uh, the fact that the targets were kids makes this case really fucking disturbing, as always. Because you know how yeah, I feel about the kids, like right? It's disturbing as fuck. You throw in the fact that there's a possibility that John Wayne Gacy was connected, a link by circumstantial evidence only, was never convicted of him. Correct. Um, and I'm going to give my views on that here in a second. Uh, makes it even worse because... Eh, it's, uh, you know, if the if the kids of Oakland were being killed by Gacy um, or killed by someone connected to him, it's hard to say how high the body count actually was. Well, and not just that. Let's think about this, though. Gacy's crimes were basically committed in Iowa and Illinois. Weren't it was Illinois? Yeah. Michigan. Wasn't it? I don't think. He or was it Wisconsin? Mis- no, I don't think he went that high. Okay, but here's my thing. This is why I discount Gacy being involved. Okay. His victims were male, not children. Correct. He actually loved children. Right. Not loved him in a sick way, but no. loved him. He liked children. That's why he dressed like a right. clown. His targets were older teenagers and young adults. Right. I don't think it would be anybody who's even connected with Gacy. No, me neither. So I'm shooting that one the fuck down. Yeah. That doesn't sound like his uh, victim profiles. Right, exactly. Um, Look at the background of this. All right, let's go with this one here. So here's the background that I have, okay? So between about February 15th of 76 through March 16th of 77, two boys and two girls that were between the ages of 10 and 12 years old disappeared. They went missing. Okay. Right outside of their own homes. While they were going to or from a location in Oakland County, Michigan, north of Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, All the children's bodies were discovered in a public area 
within 19 days of his or her disappearance. Uh, the kids were all either strangled or shot. Okay. The two boys having been sexually abused. The four deaths triggered a murder investigation, which at the time was the largest in U.S. history. With Detroit's two daily newspapers, as well as the area's numerous radio and television stations covering the case. A presentation by TV, a radio station, WXYT, uh, entitled Winter's Fear. The Children, the Killer, the Search, uh, won a Peabody Award in 77. Wow. Uh, That's my goal to win a fucking Peabody or something with my articles. So, this is some things that are suspected. Okay, then I might we'll get to some disproved shit and all that good stuff. Gotcha. Um, there there were other abductions and murders in the Oakland area mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, these aren't these aren't specifically tied to the four victims <clears throat> above, right? Due to the variations in cases, mm-hmm. but they're still suspected. Um, a, la- a girl by the name of Cynthia Kendo. Okay. She was 16 years old of Roseville. She was found dead and bludgeoned to death on the 16th of, uh, of January in 76. Okay. Jane Allen, who was 14, she was found dead uh, in a river near Miamisburg, Ohio. So I guess that's pretty fucking close. Okay. And that was on August 11th of 76. And four days after she accepted a ride while hitchhiking in Royal Oaks. And she had died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. So they, you know, they think it could be. Anyway, what's the next one we're going to hit? How about the Phantom Killer? We did the Phantom. We did? The one on Texarkana? Oh, we did, huh? Yeah, dude. Son of a bitch. You presented it, dumbass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How about the Freeway Phantom? No, we haven't done him yet. Out of Arizona, right? No, out of Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Then I'm thinking of a different one. Oh, I think I'm thinking of the Highway Phantom or the Highway Sniper or something like that. Probably. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know much anymore. Anyway, this dude was, uh, he was active between April of 71 and September of 72. And they have six known victims by him. Mm -hmm. No survivors, of course. And the suspect was Robert Elwood uh, Askins. A-S-K-I-N-S. Askins. He's Askins for trouble. I knew you were going to say something fucking stupid. (laughs) So anyway, he kidnapped, raped, and strangled six young uh, black girls. Okay. uh, Between 71 and 72. Okay. But uh, in spite of credible witnesses or credible suspects, Mm -hmm. no one has ever been convicted of these murders. And the most viable suspect was, as I said, Robert Elwood Askins. Uh, He was a man who was responsible for multiple murders, but who denied having any involvement in the murders that were, you know, assigned or attributed to the Freeway Phantom. Right. Um, A lot of people viewed this denial with great skepticism. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, we think he's full of shit. Considering that Askins was in prison for two abductions and rapes committed around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he died at the age of 91, uh, there's still no concrete evidence that was ever found 
to tie him with the Freeway Phantom sightings. In spite of that fact that many connected the case, uh, that that many connected to the case, mm-hmm. believed that he was actually responsible for the murders. Okay. But still, this is still a cold case, man. Yeah. Well, we've had that before. Remember with like um the Honolulu Stranger, they really think Howard Gay did it, you know, but technically it still has to be a cold case because they can't really officially close it until he's convicted. But, right. You know, so. All right. I came across this name right here, and I just had to shake my head. And I'm looking at the information. Oh my God. Is it a suspect in this case? Where was this hat? London. It's called Jack the Stripper. Oh, you know what? I was going to do him, too. He's on my list. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to touch on because I just yeah. have a little blurb. Six uh, known victims. Okay. Two other murders that may have worked have been the work of the stripper. Because I feel like... Yeah, because this was myself. in, what, the 90s, 2000s, somewhere around that? 1964 and 65. God, I'm oh, just rubbing was... my nipples thinking about your mom and stripping. I can't put my headphones on to ignore you. <laughs> so there, there was a lot. There's several suspects: Mungo Ireland, Freddie Mills, DC Brian Cushway, Tommy Butler, Harold Jones, and while researching, <laughs> so all of London, <laughs> pretty much all of London, right? The ones with teeth. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, London. <laughs> we have an audience in Great Britain. I should just. <laughs> So, anywho, um, there's a lot of articles about this, and uh, Jack the Stripper is mentioned numerous times in each of the articles when it comes to unsolves <clears throat> for for London. Right. Um, so, a lot of the comments are really funny things about you know being Jack the Stripper as a typo. Uh, so, I want to you know, it's not a, oh, and it's not a typo. It's not. No, it was not a typo. Okay. And, of course, there was Jack the Ripper, right? Right, but that was in the 20s, wasn't it? 1800s, I think. Oh, that could be true. Yeah. But they are two separate serial killers. Okay. Okay, and he does have this victim pool, and it still is an unsolved. And I got to go to a different page. You're weird. Weren't you over? Oh, yeah, you had your beach room, so you didn't do a whole lot of work on Thursday night, huh? I uh, didn't. I got drunk. Did you bring any wine home for me? <coughs> no, I drank it all. Yeah, you wino. <coughs> I'm just afraid of running out of wine. I know. Anyways, this is called the Hammersmith Nude Murders. Is the name of the series of six murders in West London, England in 1964 and 65. The victims... We're all hookers. Yeah, that's on my list, too. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's, this is the Jack the Stripper movie, or uh, murder, right? Uh-huh. And they were all found undressed near the River Thames, leading to leading the press to it's nickname. Thames, by the way. It is? Well, yeah. whatever. Anyway, the media gave him the name Jack the Stripper. So anyway, two of the earlier murder, murders committed in West London, in 59 and, six, uh, and 63, have also been linked by some of the investigators to the same guy. Um, 
in spite of intense media interest and one of the biggest manhunts in Scotland Yard history, the case is still unsolved. And forensic evidence gathered uh, at the time is believed to have had been destroyed or completely lost. Okay. How do you like that one, mother? Uh. So I just wanted to touch on a few of these things to give our listeners, you know, hey, go fucking investigate some shit. Yeah, dude. And kind of feed them for you when you feature them. Yeah, because, you know, that gives us a preempt that it's like they can, you know, look forward to it. Right. But, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I hate it when the police are so out there when it comes to their suspects that it's like, are you even doing your fucking job? We've seen this a lot, especially in the early part of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, where <laughs> they sit there and they go, you know, they'll have a suspect list that's a mile long. Mm-hmm. Like, they are questioning every, like, white guy in a fucking 100-mile oh, yeah. area. Oh, yeah. And they go, we can't find the murderer. Well, and well, they'll do, like, uh, remember when they used to do uh, checkpoints? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, they'd stop every car and just look inside. And if somebody, like, you know, for instance, black guy, you know, six foot They did two. that in San Francisco. And uh, the case, I, one of them that I featured... Um, we featured it, and I can't remember. The zebra? Zebra killers. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The zebra killings, um, where they had the checkpoints, mm-hmm. and they were stopping all young black guys. Right. And, th- I mean, <laughs> that's when they, I mean, it was not that long after that that they outlawed the stop and frisk laws. Yeah. Because, uh, because it was like, oh, we're being profiled, you know? Well, and think of how stupid that is. If you, Let's say that you just killed somebody, and they're looking for a description, and they stop you at a checkpoint. Are you, you caught me. You have a checkpoint. How can I tell you that I didn't do it? Yeah. It's me. Well, and a lot of them, I mean, a lot of the killers, when they see the checkpoint, because they're only on the major roads, they find another fucking way out of town. <coughs> you know? Exactly. Checkpoints just don't fucking work. No, not even when they're breathalyzer ones. Fuck them. <laughs> not that the, I've been caught with them. Just depends saying. on where they put the tube. I am going <laughs> to... I hate you. Can you blow it in this? Dude, okay. Oh, yeah. You are fucking prevented from speaking ever again in life. What? I know how to pass a breathalyzer. It just depends on where you have them put the tube. I fucking hate you. Alright, remember that you can send us an email at brutalnation at twistedblue.com Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com Click on that Amazon link. Helps out the show. Doesn't cost you a thing extra. Check out the Patreon page. We got some pretty good... Uh, Promotional stuff going on there for sponsors. Anything else you want to add? Mm, no, not yet. All right. <laughs> this show's copyright 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.